Can we start off with one of my favorite comic books of all time? Please. Certainly one of the best comic books that's being written. One of the best books coming out. Ooh, I agree. What do you think, Ryan? I'm ready. Okay. First off, Ryan, I know it's hot. You're going to have to wake up a little bit. Yeah. And this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to wake you up. I want to talk about conspiracy theories. The perfect time for that sound sound effect. All right. What I want to hear from the community is what are some conspiracy theories that you believe in slash if you don't want to go that far deep into it and admit to believing something that many may believe is untrue. What are some that make you think, hmm, that's weird. Kind of a, one of those weird things to think about. Like, you know, that's kind of strange. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, you can one... kind of see yourself diving into something here. What about you, Ryan? Do you believe in conspiracy theories? There's one that like all of the, uh, all of the, <laughs> all of the like royalty on this planet are really alien reptiles. And I just so happen to be wearing a shirt with a guy in a crown. Maybe John is a reptilian shapeshifter. You think John from John's Comics with Kids, who, by the way, does all of our descriptions on our videos? We love you, John. Shout out Kane Charlie. You think that he's But you might be an alien in disguise. Alien? Interesting. This is a theory. People have put it out there. I'm not saying I believe in it. Okay. But John might be a lizard person. Okay, but give me, a, give me another one. Do you have any other ones that, you, that you've heard of? The birds. The birds. That you're kind of like on the fence about? Like you can kind of see yourself. Oh, no, it's real. You think it's okay? Explain what the conspiracy is. The birds. That you're There's describing. a conspiracy theory out there okay. that all of the birds in the world, all the birds, all of them. So we're not talking about like Alfred Hitchcock. I, I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I think that movie also dealt with all of the birds it going did. crazy. Okay, it's about birds going crazy. So, but the conspiracy theory is that all of the birds you see out there in the world, they're not. They're not there. The birds aren't there? That all of the birds have but been... But I've seen a bird, and I've held you? a bird. Have you? Yeah, have you, really like a a, you never had a bird on you? It's not a bird, Tom. What is it? Government drones. Th- the government the killed government all the birds and th- replaced them all with lookalike bird drones. Bird? Oh, my gosh. And we're seeing it in the chat. People are saying birds aren't real. What is happening? Jim this is a knows. real thing. People believe that Jim birds knows. aren't real. I've never heard this. Are you are you pulling my dude? My look beak? it up, man. When's the last time you saw a bird up close? <laughs> all right, interesting. How do you know they're not all CG? <laughs> How do I know that birds aren't? <laughs> they made Thanos, real. dude. How hard so, could it be to make a couple birds? How how would the government just Thanos snap all the birds? That's a. It's I feel like it would, job. They'd have to catch it. And the insects would go nuts, dude. The birds, don't they like play a huge role with like mosquito management and When's stuff? When's the last time you saw an insect, bro? Are those even <laughs> yeah, that's even real. Are they part of the birds? It's Interesting. All, it's all a conspiracy, okay, dude. So it goes all the I way have to the top. never heard of this bird conspiracy. Um, but nah, man, I, I'm not with you on that one. But, you know, we do have some friends in the community. I mean, comic books are like, they, they bring people together, man. We have all kinds of people from all different areas of the world. I've come together to love funny books, collecting funny books, purchasing them, reading them. I'm not going to say who, but there's somebody within our whole group. Jeff. Not Jeff. It's not Jeff. It's not Jeff. That was my first I'll tell you guess. it's not Jeff, but, okay. but let's not guess who it is. You'll know who it is when I start describing him. It's Jeff. But there's some people on our Let's say people, but because there's actually more than one person. There's a couple people oh. that get their water from streams, not oh. from the store. Yeah. Okay. 
They refuse to drink bottled water because they think, hey, there could be something there. Right. So they hike to streams where there's drinking water that they can fill. Because we live in Washington. You can, we have the luxury to be able to do that, you know? Right. You know, it's uh, first world problems, right? Sure. We, we can choose what water we, we, we drink from. We can go fetch it ourselves or we can buy it from the store. It's just here. But also, the, the tap. you know, the airplanes go by and there's stuff coming out of the airplanes. Mm. Or you can't drink any of the running water because of what they put in the water. Or and the list goes on. Now, that list, it can go pretty large. And what's fascinating is that I may not be part of groups like that myself that would bring us together. But because we both like Spider-Man, <laughs> all of a sudden you get hit with this diverse way of living. I find it fascinating. You get to meet a lot of different kinds of people. You don't always have to agree. Obviously, I don't agree with a lot of stuff. I'll eat. I'll drink water out of a bottle. No problem. What about you, Ryan? I don't drink water at all. Ryan is exclusively milkshakes. No, Mountain Dew. And Mountain Dew. No, just Mountain Dew. Just Mountain Dew? Sometimes you have Mountain Dew milkshakes. Oh, that's how I confused it. Right. Because I, I know you drink Mountain Dew milkshakes. Any but sort of Mountain Dew. The milkshakes that you drink are exclusively Mountain Dew. Correct. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, comic fam, we are talking about Ugh. conspiracy theories. We're also talking about one of the best comic books that's coming out right now. Department of Truth. What if there was a way to make any conspiracy theory real? And that's what we have. We're a little late to this book. I just really wanted to read it with you, dude. I didn't. You, you Not posted, next to you. I, I wrote it, read it myself. Right. But. It wasn't next. You were sitting in my lap. So it wasn't like side by side. It's like a Santa Claus kind of thing. Correct. I told you what I wanted for Christmas. Totally normal. Yeah. But you posted something on your story, on your Instagram story. Yeah. Last week, I think it was. I sure did. And it was just a photo of this trade. And you were like, let's read this for our next show, Ryan. And I just like had to think about it for a second. I'm like, have we not really, have we really not talked about this? You're like, oh, we've definitely read this for sure. 100%. Wait a minute. Oh, we haven't. We've never done a segment on Department of Truth before, which is uh, a crime. It's an actual crime. Uh, maybe, maybe would you go as far to say that the, maybe there's a little bit of a conspiracy theory at play? Martin Simmons. We have an amazing artist on this that is matched perfectly for as wacky but also intelligent of a read this is yeah i don't know if wacky is a word i would put anywhere near this book actually oh, that is wacky dude yeah it takes you all over the place there's some crazy ideas that only would work in a comic book and it would only work because james tynan the fourth is such a badass i hear the word wacky and i think of like looney tunes or like Ranger i feel Stranger like it's stuff. a little bit of looney tunes going on one, sure. you're, you're reading about conspiracy theories being made real. There's going to be stuff all over the place. That is very true. Some of it's hard to read. Some of it's actually really dark. I mean, conspiracy theories aren't the most, uh, I mean, it's, it's typically about the dark side of things, right? It's the sure. underbelly of the truth needing to be oppressed. It's a hard book to talk about, I guess. This book covers a lot, and we're only going to really focus on the beginning of this comic. Let's, talk, but let's give them a little little taste of issues one through five. Sure. Let's take them on a little journey. Correct. We'll ignore issues six through 19 or however, however far this book has come since then. Oh, this is definitely one of the books that you used to have to own. You have to have this graphic novel. It's like a $10 graphic novel for five issues. This is the only spec purchase I've ever made. I don't know if we've gone over this on the channel before. I think we have. I I've recently picked up- Intentional. Spec purchase. Correct. With the intention of flipping a book. 
It's the only time I've bought a fire guy, Ryan. I'm, I'm growing what? up. What? <laughs> what did you hear? I'm what he just said? Leveling up a little. I bit. gotta hear some likes for that comic fam. Ryan is dipping his toe. I've been his on pinky this toe book or your your your, your the whole toe. foot, the whole foot, the whole foot. He's dipping his toe like it's a fondue. His whole foot. Yeah, foot fondue. Chocolate or cheese? Oh, cheese. When you're talking feet, you gotta go cheese. There we go. That's the only way to make it. So, not which, gross. what did you get? I just bought two copies of the first issue at 9.8. Oh, you didn't just buy the book. You bought them graded at 9.8. Well, that's what I want. I mean, I have I have the first, I have all the B covers for this run. So I've got that Jenny Frizen number one sitting in my short boxes in my living room. But, like, I have faith in this book. Also, if I sell it, I don't want to get rid of mine. <laughs> so, like, oh, I, bought, oh, I bought one oh, oh. on eBay, and the guy had another Sam, one. Let so me I, bought, just, I bought two. Oh. Just feel this right now. They're sitting in a this drawer my in my buddy, bedroom. Comic fam. The reason why this podcast is so much fun to do is because we're talking about reading comics because Ryan is my reading guy. Our entire friendship, Ryan could give a crap less about collecting or owning the physical copies of books. But over time, slowly, I'm like, yo, Ryan, just this one. Just look at this, this little comic book right here. Look at how nice it is to put it in a new bag and board. Here's a short box. Let's keep it going. And now he's coming on the podcast and being like, yo, I bought this to spec on because I want to flip it. Fire Guy Ryan's in the house. I saw how Ryan low the price was. And I said, I'm very surprised that this book in a 9.8 for issue one of this book is at this price point. I'm going to buy this with the explicit, explicit intention of flipping it at some future date. So it tells me that Hopefully. you feel like there could be something more to this, that this could be a show. We've heard rumors so. from Jimmy T that there was something going on with this. But he has also been in a constant like announcement phase of his life. It feels like every other month there is something happening. We were just chatting with him, um, whether I was chatting with him at Megacon three weeks ago bringing up the fact that he was chatting with us, the tiny onion members over via on, his email, on his sub stack. Shout out. I have the card. You have the card. So we get the information that he was excited about news that he was about to break, but he hasn't broken it yet. Not yet. He's doing some Hollywood stuff behind the scenes. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily with this comic or not, but this is a, a top contender. If you ask me for a cool show. Okay. So we have uh department of truth. As Ryan mentioned, 18, 19 issues exist right now. But this right here was one of the breakout titles that James did around the same time as the heat was blazing for Something is Killing the Children. I think this was his follow-up to that book. Which is, what an amazing follow-up. But not only that, such a contra- like completely different style of releases as it pertains to the marketing ramp up so much of something is killing the children as well as department of truth has been because of the success of variant covers over with something is killing the children. Definitely more intention and planning and approval for getting certain covers made. All right. Think of the something is killing the children artwork that's been released. It's very much. These are the characters. This is the style. This is the, 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 the focus of this particular part of the narrative. So let's include those things on the cover. It's very much like what you see on the cover is something that can kind of be expected on the inside. You know, Jessica's now a thing, so Jessica could be on the cover. We're taking you to the House of Slaughter. You're going to get Aaron covers. Oh, we have younger Erica Slaughter. Okay, now we can do younger Erica Slaughter on the cover. Sure. Department of Truth, completely different. 
utterly different, changed the game of how variant comics were coming out. Since 2020, and this book came, um, came out, we have seen some of the most green artists who haven't really done a whole lot in the comic space going on the scene and doing random homages. Anything that could be looked at as like a kind of cover, anything that has to do with something where maybe this person died under mysterious causes. I'm talking JFK stuff, Lee Harvey Oswald stuff, any conspiracy theory type of thing, anything about the moon landing, inspired cover, inspired cover, homage cover, Nirvana homage cover, everything that could be thought of, they're approving. And that is completely different how these runs have come out, but it's so key to part of the success. But they're very different books by different publishing companies, but written by the same person who is flying the ship. Hot damn. What ship is he flying? Hulk. Oh, that's Spaceship ship. Hulk. Okay. James a- Tynan is flying Spaceship Hulk. But that's right. of, of the comics that he's writing. He's controlling it all from the mind of Bruce Banner uh, in the subconscious. Me. You lost me, Are sir. you following me, comic fan? No. We're talking about Department of Truth. Jimmy T, teaming up. Let's talk about the art because without getting too far into it, we're, we're going to hit you with the main parts because you got to not only buy this graphic novel, read it twice, but you need to add this whole thing to your pull list, get all the comic books, start diving into the variants and have fun with it. At the very least, pick up the $10 volume one trade. Absolutely. But I'm also pretty sure like since this book is two years old at this point too, we're not going to be breaking news to a lot of people. I think by now, if this book was kind of on your radar, you've probably tried it by now. Can we talk about Cole? Let's talk about Cole, man. I've been waiting to talk about that guy. Cole is just a regular, oh, everyday, the Cole from this book. normal guy. Not the Cole that we work with. Gotcha. No, no, no. Gotcha. Shout out Cole. Cole's busy getting Venom 8's ready for the mail call. No, we're talking about Cole from Department of Truth, who is a normal dude who also dabbles in some conspiracy theories, and he has been just hit with the truth. The truth being anything in the world exists based on how many people believe it's real. That's right. If we were to look at something that's going to the children, if enough people believe in monsters... The monsters manifest. Now we have the teams, the individuals there to, con- to control that from spreading, but also making sure that the situations are handled. Make it clean because the world's at stake. If everyone believes in monsters, monsters overtake the world. In Department of Truth, if a conspiracy starts to grow, that conspiracy will retroactively make itself true. If the world is flat, the world may not be flat, but if enough people believe it to be flat, well, yes, you have a idea that, well, if we all, if the majority believe something to be true, it is what it is, but reality will actually shift to make the world flat if enough people believe it. But that's everything, any conspiracy theory. And that's what this book dives into. Especially just in the first issue with the whole, with the flat earth thing is the example that, uh, you deal with in issue one and each, especially in the early era of this book, each issue kind of tackles a separate conspiracy theory that has been, Oh God, this art though. Let's talk about the art because we're talking about a ton of different conspiracy theories, but we're also talking about an individual being introduced with what is actually happening. Who's managing the conspiracy theories. Who's managing our world to make sure that it's safe and that it doesn't just get 
into a muck. Taken over by Bigfoot and aliens and lizard people. Yeah, because anything can happen, right? Sure. And so there's a possibility for anything to be true. It doesn't make it true, but it could be true. So it's this group's job to kind of make sure and, you know, kind of trim the edges of the hedge there. And if anybody, if too many people start believing in weird, wacky stuff. You get a full house of slaughter on them. This group of people will unfortunately be dispatched to uh, take them out. That's right. Make sure the, uh, the you know, the threshold of people believing in something isn't too high. Absolutely. To manifest something in the real world. So we have a character, Cole, who is introduced to the Department of Truth. That is what it's called. This this wing of, of humanity, super, super essentially. Super secret government agency. I would say super secret government agency, but also there is another agency that is kind of doing the opposite. Sure. And their job is to progress that. Because they want the truth to be seen, the real truth. So we have That's two where factions. This book, as much as I love this book, this book starts to lose me when you get the, the black hat and then the Department of Truth. The black hat being like the alternate organization that's... Yes. The black hat is the or other organization that's fighting the Department of Truth. We're getting way in the weeds here at this point, but you are supposed to be confused. Right. As, as confused as Cole is because both of these groups are fighting over him and they both want him to be on their side for reasons. That's right. Well, and we have someone who we kind of, uh, you know, relate to. We are brought into this as the reader, as someone who doesn't know anything. And through Cole, we're experiencing the confusion. Cole is asking the questions that we want to know, right? What did Cole see? Well, we want to know why he saw that. What, what was the purpose of that being shown to him? But also whatever questions he ends up bringing up because of the situation, we as the readers have those same questions. So. Can we talk about the art? Because it's matched perfectly for this style of reading. Because you'll notice with the covers as well as the interior, some stuff is kind of hard to read. Like, not not read, but like to take in. It's very almost rushed, sketchy. This is a lot of watercolor is what it looks like. Um, the background paint is kind of bleeding, but it's with a purpose. It's supposed to be mysterious. Especially because he spends most of this first issue drunk. Like it, it really, the art really kind of leans into that for me. It just is a little confusing, a little fuzzy, uh, intentionally unclear in a way. There's not a lot of crisp, clean lines on here to help make sense of anything. In this book, there's a lot of things that are supposed to be secretive, right? You know, he's he's a secret. He's part of this, like, this agency is, a, in, is operating out of, um, out of secrecy. So there's a lot of things that are confidential, things that are redacted, and... You know, even with the very first page showing you the the writers and the and the artists, like that's what you're getting. You're getting names crossed out as if it was redacted. You know, this is all uh, hush hush. We can't let the larger public know about anything that's going on because the weight of the world is at stake. I just get I just get blown over with this art a lot. It really it really brings me back to one of the first comics I ever read was Arkham Asylum. Sure, I think it was Dave McKean. Sounds right. I could be wrong on the interior artwork on there, but it, it has vibes of, of that book. That was one of the first comics I ever read, and it dealt with Batman going on it like a crazy, trippy journey throughout Arkham Asylum, and it had very similar kind of dark, scratchy, unclear, spooky artwork that really, it really gets you on like a kind of a fuzzy, subconscious kind of level. Like this, it hurts to look at in a sense. Like I should be, I'm looking right at this thing, but I can't quite, Put it in a box. Right. And you get a lot of that throughout this whole run. And that art style is very intentional. 
Yeah, uh, some of it's left up for interpretation, which is perfect because we're seeing shortly in a few pages here just how crazy it can get. I, I use the word wacky because right. how do you accurately showcase that the earth is flat in comics? Well, we're going to see that here in a second. Um, or it could be flat, better way to put it. But we actually go on a journey with Cole um, in the first issue. The first issue of Department of Truth is one of the best issue ones of any comic I've ever read. Um, by the ending of it, it has everything that you need in a comic. It sets you up for a series. It gives you a taste. It gives you something to want to see progress. You're introduced to a character who is likely going to have some growth and development over time. You also get hit with an ending that's a twist that makes you hungry for more. And, oh, you are hungry for more. It makes you hungry for more, but it also it made me want to go back and reread the whole first issue again immediately, like now that you know the twist that comes at the end of issue one. And we'll get to the twist. We're going to tell you what's going on with issue one. But what Cole experiences is he goes to a convention, a flat earth convention, and he gets introduced to people who have their own views about this. And it's exactly what you would expect it to be, the experience that he has. But he gets kind of brought into a special room because he's being recruited. And there's a group of people at this convention who know he's going to be there. And they want to show him the light. They want to show him the secrets that they have found proof for that backs their conspiracies that they've believed in. Because if one conspiracy is right, it makes you go, okay, well, if that conspiracy is right, it means that other ones may be right. And it starts a domino effect. Because if one thing you thought was correct is wrong, it means other things that you thought were right were wrong as well. Yeah, and that's when you start to get into the real world effect of this book. It's like you can, you can put a blanket over conspiracy theories and say they're all fake. Everyone, every one of them is all just a kooky, wacky theory. But if you go far enough down the list, you know, some of them were actually what they appear to be, and we were lied to. Yes. And in that case, if we were lied to about that one, that's the domino effect you're talking about. Then you start thinking, like, what else aren't we being told about? And it gets your mind going. And this book plays with a lot of those, those themes of how easy it is to kind of fall down the rabbit hole. Issue three in this, in this story arc in particular is the one that makes me... The one that really reminds me the most of that effect of it, it really just so expertly in one issue charts the journey of of one woman falling down the conspiracy rabbit hole and completely losing her self identity. It's a little scary. Oh, it's super disturbing. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is definitely a comic book that you are very if you are ready for something pretty um, messed up at times but damn intriguing is going to be for you. We have a area that Cole is brought to at this convention and he is shown right out the gate, an alternate angle of the moon landing that proves that the moon landing was fake. That it was staged. So he's already losing his mind. He's like, Oh my gosh, what did I just see? This is insane. And it's so brilliantly written because we have what you would expect to see is someone being hit with the reality, the truth, and then them just digesting it. And it kind of just like, they're going a million miles an hour. They don't even know how to handle themselves. You know, something that you've been, that is like you never thought could be true is now you're hit with that truth. Boom, you're a different person. And that's what we begin to see here with Cole. Because it doesn't stop there. He goes on an airplane with these people. And this right here on the screen is the interpretation done brilliantly of this group showing Cole that there is a flat earth, that this is the end of the earth. 
they talk in this book about there being like a wall, like in Game of Thrones, like a big ice wall. And I don't know if this is a wall shooting up or if this is a flat surface like like Asgard, like the Rainbow Bridge, you know, and you're looking over the edge That's and what there's I thought just that space. Was. But when it, when the airplane is kind of coming at it, it kind of looks like a wall. Doesn't so it? I think they're flying at there. It could be flying either directly at this wall or it's a weird angle. And we're looking over the edge of the flat earth into you know the void of space beyond it. To be honest, I don't mind either. Either way, and I think that gets back into the whole thing about this artwork. It's like, I don't really know exactly what I'm looking at. And at first, you turn this page and you see this double spread, and it's like, I'm confused. Right. You know? And if it wasn't for the context of the people in this plane telling Cole, look out the window, you're going to miss it, bro. We flew all this way, and you're about to sleep through the, you know, the flat earth for real. Yeah, this is it. Here's the proof. You're going to see it with your own eyes. So he's obviously thinking his reality is shook. He lands. There's a slaughter because sure. as soon as he lands, there's someone there to take out every member of this group. They all got to die because they have just seen something that is not only impossible, but cannot be spread to other people via the information route of, hey, this exists. Here's the proof. We took pictures. That's the problem. All, a reality. These, all these people are going to go back and be like, yo, I just saw <laughs> the, world, the world is flat. I saw it. Here's, Here's some pictures, pictures I took. You know, if that comes back and spreads, then it will actually happen and not just be like in a weird kind of prototype manifestation like this. Mirage. And this is all issue one. This is before Cole knows that belief shapes the world or whatever. So he's as shaken up and confused as you are when you first jump into this issue for the first time. By the end of this, um, he will be instructed by the Department of Truth, by someone who's leading it and informed that this is the reality in which we live in. And that there's a power there's a uh, 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 a power struggle that's at play between those who want the truth of how things work in our reality to be understood, and and everyone understand that like the more we believe, it could actually trans um, it can change reality. We're kind of in control of that, um, and that power structure needs agents to fight on that behalf, and that Cole is kind of being recruited to join the Department of Truth. As, men as mentioned by Ryan, you said it here, like, there's also another organization who also wants to recruit Cole. We'll get into that another day. Sure. But the person leading the Department of Truth is revealed on the very last page. And that person is Lee Harvey Oswald. Who is not dead. Or is he? Right? Just to read the Department of Truth. Or I think if, especially working in a comic shop, and I get a lot of people that come in and are like, what should I read? What's a cool book to read? You had your mom read this. I did sit down with my mom and try to read this book. It did not work. It didn't work? But at the shop, I have, I have walked people to the back room where the trades are, and I'll pull, I'll pull this one out, and I'll say, like, this is one of my favorite comics. However, this is not exactly for everybody. I think uh, if you are, especially if you are like me and you are a little bit sick and tired of superheroes, and a little bit sick and tired of the same old, same old Marvel, DC, top, you know, big two normal comics as usual. I think if you have, if you have, if you're like Tom and myself and you have any inclination towards horror and supernatural alien, you know, conspiracy type stuff. Almost feels like a little bit of like Agent 007 Mafia vibes in here too, which you kind of have a jam for. Mafia vibes? I wish. I mean, a little bit. You know, secret a lot of societies, secret, and, yeah, yeah. Interrog okay. interrogating people, you know, and like, you know, what do you know? Kind of, kind of. I've kind always, of I've always told it 
as a mixture of politics, yes. horror, and conspiracies. Ooh. It's a perfect. It's 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 for me. This is exactly my comic. I love this book. This would be an amazing adaptation brought to the screen, and I will not be surprised when it inevitably happens.